podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome people to episode 418 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. And I'm also joined by... Ian Norring, hello. Uh, and yeah, we're back. We had a rare week off. We don't have a lot of week offs. I, I, I think that that's fair to say, isn't it, that we don't have a lot of weeks off. Yeah. No. Um, even during, you know, when the world was on fire... We still brought you this this audio gold. A lot of Netflix content. I mean, yeah, we, we, oh, we yeah. worked with what we could get, but we instead of reviewing like one major cinema movie, we reviewed every fucking movie that landed on streaming services, all thirty-seven of them a week. Um, <laughs> a varying uh, quality. A, a varying quality. Um, but yeah, but we're back after a week off, um, and we have we have films again of varying quality. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we have reviews of. Well, we have, we have sequels. It's a sequel-a-thon. Uh, we have Venom Let There Be Carnage, and we have Halloween Kills, uh, the second in what will be a trilogy of the um, David Gordon Green, Danny McBride movies. Like Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars, but with a kitchen knife. Um, so, yeah, we, 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 we missed last uh, week because Ian uh, was, uh, did some LFF coverage, which you can check out uh, because uh, he dropped an LFF special, which I think you should go and listen to. Uh, I'm looking forward to listening to it myself, to be honest. Um, and we moved house, didn't we? We did. We moved a long way away. We did, yes. Um, we were just commenting before we started recording that we have no carpet now. See? As um, me banging on the floor. So it sounds a little bit echoier here. Yeah, so, we've, we've got like hard floors here, so if if we do sound super echoey and it's distracting, let us know and we'll buy some egg cartons and pin them to the walls. Yeah, we will record upstairs in the bedroom where we have carpet. I think my idea was better. Um, yeah, it will. It's a lot of eggs though. I'm not fucking full fucking Paul Newman in it. You'll be egg bound. That's the whole thing. <laughs> so yeah. So, so that's what we've got. Uh, we've got an egg ultra- bound. Egg what? What did you say? Egg what? Egg bound. It's like an old person thing that they say. Oh, if you eat too many eggs, it'll make you egg bound, and it'll like. No, they don't. No, they don't. What? No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Becky, we had this earlier, didn't we? Earlier this week, where you where you, where you claimed that a a, a thing. Well, Becky's actually going to answer the phone now. That's how scared she is of this thing. Um, Becky claimed. <laughs> Um, that when I said uh, when I referred to somebody as a cabbage head um, that 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 wasn't a saying Um, and I think it is Ian have you ever heard the phrase cabbage head I haven't mate no fuck (laughs) I was hoping you were gonna (laughs) I can't back you up on that one dude I'm sorry god damn it well luckily she's out of the room so she won't know (laughs) (laughs) move on quick What's been happening in the news this week? Um, okay, so um, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the eternal spoiler thing, other than just to say it's very funny watching people get their knickers in a twist oh, about that. Yeah, we won't um, talk. We won't talk about it. But have you seen several news sites today have literally been tweeting about it? It just it it, it feels. I do 
somewhat feel sorry for the for the folks who made Eternals because it feels like they made they did that to give people a like a really really big surprise and it, it is kind of fucking like pfft, yeah all right then fine let's see how that works um you know but I, I, for people who are so inclined I, I you know if if I, I if I was spoiled on it and I was I, I was passionate I think I'd be pissed off but it, it does you know it does reach a point where that John Campier guy basically says uh you know we should all, we should sign NDAs and if we break them we have to pay a million dollars I'm serious it's like fuck off mate it, it, it's like, like all right the, right for a start off let's look at the is that reasonableness first of all no it's really not but secondly let's look at the actual practicalities of that do you have it, it, like literally if you're going to sign that you're basically acknowledging that you will have a million dollars to pay that fine I, I, those people don't have a million dollars to pay that fine so how is that even enforceable it is no, a nonsense. I mean, you, I mean, all Disney need to do is go, right, if you break the embargo, you are never, ever, ever, ever going to be invited to any press junket or screening or any Disney-sanctioned press thing for the rest of your life. You are blacklisted. Yeah. That, that should scare, given how much content Disney have these days, that should scare people enough to take their NDA seriously. End of. I, well, uh, there's, a, there's a weirdness. I'm, I'm, I'm going to push something in. Um, that sounded rude. Uh, Great. <laughs> into yeah, this cool. conversation for, for how that works. As partially a joke, but it's based on something that I genuinely think should have been brought in. Um, so, also as well, they should have their Disney Plus account c- cancelled. Uh, but the reason I'm saying that is because uh, as a side note I have been saying this for years that genuinely I think that um, anybody who is um, found to have been um, racially abusing people at football matches racially abusing people online with regards to football and bits like that or has a stadium ban should not be allowed to have a Sky subscription or a BT Sport subscription I walked into the wrong podcast. No, it, it, it's fine. It, it's an offshoot. And okay. I think that is something that, that, that the authorities could do. Um, so, yeah, why not basically say that if someone breaks an embargo, they're not allowed to fucking have Netflix or anything like that. But the reason why is because does it really matter? I mean, yeah, it does. There's a professionalism for it. Um, and if you, if you added a stigma to it, it would stop people from being employed or people being subcontracted and things like that if people like professionally employed people that are getting early access to these kind of things sorry i I don't know what i've walked into but um i found to be spoilering stuff they should take their accreditation off them i I, yeah that's basically so they don't then have we we, we were just saying what we're saying is a guy you can't be trusted with it you're basically tom holland no a guy was basically that, 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 that there should be a contract that they sign that states that if they break an embargo, they have to pay a million dollar fine. I'm not stupid. Yeah, it, it is. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. But that was the about the, the the eternal thing that we're not going to mention. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen. You any don't spoilers. need to. I'm no. not going to. Well, I'm not going to watch the movie with any interest anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> I well, I, yeah. Um, Ian, what else happened in the news, bud? 
Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, so, apologies. I was doing a little bit of... I was listening very, very intently, but I was also just cleaning up something, so I do apologise. Um, was it a dog but not, yeah. or something? No, no, it's not a dog related. No, That's don't worry. Fine. No, thank, thank <laughs> fuck. Um, um, a little bit of Marvel related stuff as well. I thought it was interesting that Will Poulter's been um, cast as Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, so That's weird noise, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Are you dying? <laughs> Alright, well, let's pick it up. So. I mean, everyone is gradually. Um, did you see the, the, the press photos they put out of it? Oh, it looks fine yeah. as fuck, doesn't it? Everyone's I mean, thirsting over Will Poulter. You looked at it and went, I went, Jesus, that man's that man's late twenties are treating him well. Boys yeah. have a glow up. He has had a glow up. Yeah, yeah. Because that's boy. the thing, like without seeing that, and it's a bit like Will Poulter is like the perfect man, really. And then you look at it, it's like, yeah, actually, yeah, do you know what? Fine, go on then. Um, so yeah, no, I, 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 that's really cool casting. I'm look, looking forward to that, and. Um, you know, they, they just pushed back a bunch of MCU movies. They just delayed Indiana Jones 5 by a year. Honestly, do need to start questioning whether Harrison Ford's still going to be fucking alive to see it premiere. Um, I'm sure he will. That dude's going to live to like 110. Um, That's really bleak, but, Ian. How old even is he? Yeah. Is he, yeah. <laughs> is he, is he touching 80s now? Yeah, surely. Harrison Ford is shit. Yeah, he's seventy-nine. I'm, I'm, look, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be fine. He's obviously fucking live and still doing Flying plenty planes. of shit. I think he's angry. Yeah, yeah, crashing mind. planes. I think he's just negative vibes keep him going. I think he's got a lot more chill. I mean, he, he, he was literally he spent a lot of time in Yorkshire in the past. Um, few months hasn't he for filming of in Jones. Which Yorkshire though? Like the good Yorkshire, like where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I've just been doing like a lot of cycling around. Sci-fi. And stopping at cafes and bits like that. <laughs> just tell him not to go anywhere near actual York City Centre because the traffic will drive him insane. Oh, get, he, he will either get he will either get very annoyed with the delivery or just eat rider <laughs> or he'll get hit by a car. Yeah. Sorry, this is a bit of a kind of what is it? Ian calls it inside baseball. Yeah. yeah. The the last since we moved, York City Centre traffic has been driving us both fucking insane because now we're out in the oh, sticks. Yeah. We have like so an hour, an hour and ten journey to York. Anywhere between fifty minutes and an hour and ten. Yeah. Yeah. So the initial kind of fifty minutes of that of getting from where we are to the outskirts of York is a fucking breeze. It's a delight. You might get stuck behind a tractor every once in a while, but they're good enough to actually pull into a lay-by as and when and let people pass. It's kind of quaint. It's quaint. It's good. And you just drive everywhere at 50 or 60 miles an hour. That's fine. And then you get to the outskirts of York City Centre and it's just fucking gridlock. Anger-inducing, red rage-inducing fucking gridlock and I hate it. And I never want to go anywhere near York again. But I worked there, so yeah, it's, we, we, we moved away from York, and then you still work in York, and I've been stationed in York in my new job for the past week. Yeah. So 
yeah it honestly it took me half an hour the other day to go from my work which is halfway down Gillygate to York St John University which is at the other end of Gillygate and I was sat in my car. Uh, to, 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 get, to get to context for everybody in the world who doesn't know what yeah, that need, distance need context. is. Yes. It is literally a hundred yards. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, about, I would say it's about 300 metres in like grown-up terms. Which is about 150 yards. Yeah. And it, honestly, like I've, I've never been so angry as, as, as on that car journey. And it was... It was half an hour of just sat. So yeah, that's that's what that was about. I apologise for for Bogarting. Go on, Ian. No, no, no. I enjoyed that. God knows I Bogart enough. Um, no, I, I, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think in terms of the, kind of like the big um, film stuff that's happened recently. I mean, like we'd be starting to drudge up stuff from like last week and whatnot. So there's probably no point there. Um, we do have some trailers. Okay. I believe. I spent um, my day what cleaning, so I might have missed some trainers, trailers. Um, uh, so, I mean, there, there was that DC fandom, and obviously there was a big one that I imagine we'll leave till last. Um, but there was the first kind of like footage stuff from Black Adam and The Flash. Yeah, um, we, saw, we saw the Black Adam stuff when we went to see um, Venom on the... <laughs> super screen oh really yeah yeah the black adam stuff was at the super screen wasn't it mark what the black adam stuff we saw at the super screen didn't we yes we did yeah um so yeah our first time at our new local cinema yeah it was feeling a bit foreign it was it was all a bit weird you know going to a different cinema yeah and then we got to the the, the, the counter. Yep. We ordered our tickets. And and, and and what happened to make us... R- r- just remind us that we were in a cine world, Becky. Well, so Mark ordered his small Pepsi. That was fine. Um, I ordered a latte. And the coffee machine wasn't working. <laughs> and we just felt our home uh, again. Yeah. We did, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Cineworld, for your perpetually shit coffee machines. And then they didn't have any small cups, so they gave you... <laughs> yeah. Rather than just give me a large drink, they gave me the small amount of a drink in a massive <laughs> cup. Oh, really? That was yeah. amazing. <laughs> I lifted it and lifted it and was like... Because she said, oh, we don't have any small cups, so I'm giving you a, a, a large. And I was like, oh, brilliant. And then lifted it and was like, oh, she meant a, a large cup. In a large, yeah. So um, then, yeah, I, the incompetence made us feel really at home. Staff weren't incompetent, though. Oh, no. That's what no. is it? They were, I, they were lovely. Cineworld incompetent. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this now. First time I went to 4DX in fucking months. Uh, thank you guys so much for not attending the 4DX. Oh, do you um, know what? We really wanted to, though, but the, the, we, we couldn't make it on the Friday, and then the timing's just like... There wasn't any after we finished work, was there? All the 4DX screenings were during the day. Like, go, go, all right, go see something in 4DX. I'm not fucking going to 4DX again unless Lottie's with me, I'll say that. Um, Summit, we're going to go and see 4DX in. What are we in June? We're doing June at IMAX in New York, are we? Yes, we are, yeah. Not super screening that. No, we're doing proper IMAX. Um, we'll, we'll go and see something in 4DX. We will, I promise. I'm really yeah. sorry, Ian. 
It's no, I've given you, I've given you guys enough passive aggressive shit on WhatsApp for that. I think I'll leave it. Are we, are we doing trailers? <laughs> yeah, we're doing trailers. Yeah, no, we are. But I, I, uh, we were just well, footage, but we didn't really. We were kind of getting it. Yeah, we were kind of getting into it, but I just wanted to say, just to get this off my chest, the 4DX experience, yeah, fucking brilliant. Um, started 20 minutes late. Um, then they skipped through the ads and whatnot, which is great. Film starts, no moving seats or anything like that. Um, so already the film was 20 minutes late, and then the seats don't move and whatnot. 10 minutes into the film, it stops. They fucking wind it back to the very beginning again and turn on the fucking moving seats and shit. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, that, oh, wow. Wow. That sounds great. Like, straight up, like, it was the first show of the day, and it's like, I swear to God, if you go to the first show of the day at a Cineworld, you are fucking rolling the dice on whether you are actually going to have a good experience. I swear to God. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and, like, I, I mean, to be fair, in a way, I wish they turned... I, I, I wish they didn't have the seats on. Like, seriously felt like I was being fucking assaulted. It was horrible. That just sounds not very good. It was... It was horrible. Like, I don't get... I swear, the ones that I take Lottie to, they must just mild it down because it's kids' films. This, shaking around all over the fucking place, I swear to God. Like, uh, that bit where they escape the fucking um, asylum with um, Naomi Harris, and it's like the car's like spinning round in like the wind or some shit. Oh, it was going nuts. And, I mean, fair play, value for money... Yeah, you, if you like getting punched by a chair, you'll get your money's worth out of Venom 2 4DX. But, oh, but yeah, I kind of just wanted you guys to go just so I could go, am I just a pussy? But we'll never know now. So, um, but yeah, Black Adam. Um, it looks early days, doesn't it? Like, if that's it all they're fucking very sharing. early days, yeah. It looks like a game trailer. Hmm. I just yeah, I I'm very much in the in the camp of so. I'm very much in the Dwayne Johnson needs to take a couple of years off camp. Yeah, there's no anticipation there for me because I'm just bored of him. It's the thing is he's going to spend the entire build up to marketing it, basically saying. It's the part he always wanted to play. It's the part he dreamed of playing. Mm-hmm. It's the mm. part he was, you know, that he's been most looking forward to. What is it? And the, like, the weird thing is, there might be a sincerity to that, but he says it about everything. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's just so fake. He's so fake. He's well, a paper man. The the, the the weird thing is, we, when we, we we've I, the thing is, I think we've enjoyed a lot of Dwayne the Rock Johnson mm. over the years on on, on film bastards. But we've also started to wane a little bit on that. There's only so but, much Dwayne The Rock Johnson you can take. But there's essentially they've done a TV series, haven't they? Which is a little bit like uh, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Everyone Hates Chris thing. Mm. Right? Um, and I don't watch a lot of TV, but um, I do watch football on TV. Um, and so the only time I'm, 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 I am ever exposed to adverts or ad breaks is when I'm watching football. And because it's Sky, and the um, Sky have picked up this TV show, uh, it's on there. 
and there's a bit in the advert for it um, where the, the the kid, so the young uh, rock within it, is going out for a meal with his parents, and a waitress comes over and says, "Can I get you some drinks?" And he goes, "I'll have a tequila, please." And it's like, "Fuck oh, off!" Oh god. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's just, it, it's your brand managed to such an entity that you have stopped being a person, and you are now just a collection of brand logos. Uh, it's it's annoying because there's so many people who are kind of like the, the people that are rooting for him to get him to where he is and going look these are fun movies yes they're done and now feel a little bit like going oh, oh. that's where I feel with it it's like I, 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 I really wanted him to like get to the point where he's at but now he's like irritating it's just irritating I don't need to hear about his fucking Terramana tequila all the time, every time he speaks about anything. Yeah. Yeah, Very, yeah I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I've said... And I don't like that. Yeah. I've, I've, I've said my piece on him. It just, like... I, I, I don't know. Like, even... It, it, it's just the fact that he brings stuff out with such regularity that even when something doesn't hit, like... Um, fucking skyscraper he's got another one coming along in a couple of months anyway so he would just start talking about that mm. um it, it it is frustrating but it, it's it'll be interesting to see how that one goes though because like next year i mean you know one of the reasons why indiana jones 5 got pushed back a year is basically because next summer is fucking stacked um and next year i think this comes out in july you've got batman in march and the Flash, I want to say, in like October or November. And it's like those two, Batman and the Flash, are the ones that are going to get like all the real, real, real hype. And it's weird thinking that The Rock is basically in a film, which is almost like the little one that could <laughs> yeah. of, of, these, of these films next year. Um I mean, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see how it plays out, and you know, I'm willing it to be good. I mean, you know, like the Ghostbusters Afterlife reviews have come out since we last recorded, and like some people are like, it's a fuck, it's fucking taking the piss, it's horrible. But there are some people going, no, do you know what? I fucking loved it. I was a fan of Ghostbusters thirty years ago, and I fucking loved it. And it's like, I will honestly, honestly take that film on its own merits you know without the jason reitman of it all and i will try and do that with black adam as well but i fucking need dwayne johnson like you said guys like to stop fucking saying this is the thing that i've been building to all my life this is (laughs) going to be world changing blah 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 dude it's a fucking film You, you you are okay i mean and to be fair it is in the grand tradition of Arnold Schwarzenegger basically going, this is the greatest thing I've ever done for it's, every single it's, fucking it's, thing it's that he the, did. But I feel like I really believe it with Arnie, though. But, it, but it, mm, it, it's mm, the band. Mm. He believes it about everyone. It's the band coming out and saying yeah. every album they release is the best album they think they've, they've ever done. And then two years later going, yeah, it was shit-ass album, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> but but it, 
and it's it's linking it like the rampage stuff just like i remember when my dad would would take me to the arcade and i'd play rampage and i'd spend so many quarters playing rampage and now i get it's a dream it you know no no it's not just no you can just say I got the script and it was a fun script and I like the director and I, you know, you can take these things on a case-by-case basis. They don't have to form part of your fucking life story every time. Jungle Cruise, (laughs) you do not need to fucking say that you wanted to be in Jungle Cruise because you saw Pirates of the Caribbean 20 years ago and said, I want to make a film film based on a fucking theme park ride. You know, like, that's not not your fucking life's objective no matter how much you actually say it is like it, it is it, it, it's like no a lot of people didn't even know it was a fucking theme park ride at the time mm. and I just what I will oh. say that is moving on Resident Evil welcome to Raccoon City trailer props. fuck me well <laughs> in for this this looks bonkers <laughs> and I love it it does it looks mad it it the thing is, I, I, I even as a as somebody who hasn't played the games but has witnessed the games and has been taught to regularly about the games. <laughs> taught at regularly yes. about the games. Even I was going, <laughs> this is a lot of fan service. Oh, so I, much fan service. But the other ones weren't as much. No, no, they weren't. They, were, they didn't fan, even stick to the story. Fans the enjoyed games. them, yeah. but they weren't fan service. No. Whereas this feels very fancy. Oh, everyone you're looking at, you're like, oh my god, that's Blah. Before it even says who it is, like the casting seems perfect, with the exception possibly of Caius Godelario. Um, is that right? Yeah. Um, everyone else looks like bang on. And I was like, there was one guy came up and I was like, it's fucking Carlos. And it, it's just, oh my god, it's just, it's just so exciting to finally have something of these games that looks like it's actually gonna be catering to fans of the games. Because the, like, like you say, the, the other films with... Um, yes. Um, they're great. And they're fun. And it, it, it explores the, the kind of world of that. But they're not based on the games. And, and this really does look like it's going to be. And it looks like it's probably taken care of a few of the games within this trailer. Because obviously you've got, you've got different... You, you, You've got, I think, the first three games kind of run simultaneously, don't they, Ian? Um, You've ish. Yeah. Yeah. No. They. No. They do, don't they? Yeah. yeah. No. You're right. You're right. I they think, kind I, of. They I, I, kind I of think, run concurrently. I think this one is supposed to be the first three games. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's that's the kind of that's good because when you're playing them, you're like, ooh this is happening while that's happening in that game, but this kind of looks like it's going to put all of that together, like, without having to actually, like, use your brain. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the casting looks great. The, do you know, it's probably going to be shit, but I'm just really fucking excited for it. Really, really fucking excited for it. Hey, what like, you th- stupidly excited for it. <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is massive... Um, Oh shit! I think the day this comes out, I'm going for Christmas lunch uh, with um, my boss and my kind of like peers at work, and he's straight up said we'll go for lunch, and you don't have to go back to the office after. 
So I will get absolutely fucking shit-faced, like, for, like, four or five hours, and then go see Resident Evil. I think you're going to fucking blast. I, I am going to yeah, see that's, this on the day it comes yeah. out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go and see the day it comes out. Uh, what else we got trailer-wise? Uh, Honestly, Black... how has that popped up to the top of my, like, most anticipated? <laughs> no, no, but, I mean, but... But, I mean, because the thing is, it, it does genuinely look like it's being made by someone who has played the games and gone, do you know what, fuck it, let's just give people what they want. Yeah. And, it, 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 you know, it may have a bit of a limited audience because of that, but at the same time, it feels like you are just going to have a lot of people very happy. Like, you're not doing the Paul W.S. Anderson thing where it's like... I, you know, I play the games, but I'm going to kind of take the concept and do something different. Like Monster Hunter, that was, mm. yeah, yes, all right, the characters and whatnot were Monster Hunter characters, but the whole dropping Mila Jovovich into that world, like much like he did with Resident Evil, mm. it is just like, okay, you are just trying to get your girlfriend in and now wife in, like, crowbar them into the, this fucking film. Yannis Roberts, it feels like he, like, literally is just like, yeah, let's just do Resident Evil. And even, like, the fucking typeface of the title is, like, the same as the original game, isn't it? Mm. So it, it 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 feels like... It does feel like it's actually being made by people who give a shit. And it does look a little bit budget, don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I'm... I'm not, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. But isn't it um, partially funded by... It's Konami, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's partially funded uh, by Capcom. them, I think. Okay. So I, I, they've kind of... Um, I was really thinking about it where they basically said it's it's budgeted within the game and everything like that. Right. And so they've said it, it, it's a different way to release a movie in the sense that it's... it's it, when not, it's directly linked to this, this and this. The thing is, the, the sales figures for the reissues of the games have been high. Yeah. There's clearly still an appetite for it. It's just whether you can get those gamers out of their basements and into the cinema. Well, that's it. It's whether or not they'll just try and torrent it in a few weeks. Um, the Black Phone. Very excited for this. Yeah. Interesting. Ethan Hawke's Ooh. become one of those kind of just... I will watch whatever he does, kind of guys. I mean, he's been like that for me since the mid nineties. Well, yeah, yeah. There, there, there is a case for the, the the trailer of the Black Phone where it is a little bit like, okay, so what's left in the film in in terms of kind of plot beats, which, which, um, which makes you think is the trailer tricking you a little bit. Mm. I hope so. Yeah, but yeah, I, I did think that I was like. This is it's getting quite detailed, which which means that there must be a lot more to it. Mm. They're not giving, they're not showing that much of their hand in this. No, because it's Bloomfield, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So it's, they're not they're not novices at releasing trailers. No. So. No, I'm um, I, I, I'm looking forward to, but like you say, part of it is the 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 hawkiness of it. The hawkiness. And the blooming uh, Yeah, well, yeah. We, 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 well, we are we are big Bloom fans here. I think, I think that's fair to say. Um, needle in a time stack. See, I didn't watch this one because you warned me off it. <laughs> it's. I mean, let's not even get near the fucking um, the title, which makes 
no sense whatsoever. No. But yeah, the tra- Ian, the trailer for Neil in a Time Stack. It, if so you put this, this is sorry. If you put in the bottom right hand corner a funny or die um, little logo, do you think people would notice? It's not far off, it is it? I mean, it, it, it's. Um, so in, in my LFF thing that I put up, I was talking about the harder they fall and how I'm convinced that Keith Stanfield would not take the role in the harder they fall if it wasn't a film that was shot in COVID. Um, and like there just wasn't that much about... Um, just because the character's quite small, he's quite showy, but it's quite a small role. It's like, what are you doing in that role? Um, and it, it kind of feels me with this. It's like Leslie Odom Jr., is turning into quite a big deal. He was yeah. a double Oscar fucking nom- like well, he was an Oscar nominee and he performed an Oscar nominated song at the Oscars last year. What is he doing in Needle in a Time Stack? And it just says to me, oh, was this shot in COVID time and there wasn't much going on? Yeah, and 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 he's he's started to 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 be in films where he's not just also going to be singing. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it, it, it recalls to me like there was this game that came out a couple of months back, 12 Minutes, which got like a lot of shit for some dodgy sexual politics. But they had a voice cast of James McAvoy, D- Daisy Ridley and Willem Dafoe. And it's like, that is some like heavy, they're bored and they got this offer to voice stuff. That's, that's, that's what this film feels like. I will never watch Needle in a time stack. Um... But, I mean, Leslie Odom Jr. and fucking Orlando Bloom fighting over a woman. What a world. Yep. Um, the Lost Daughter. Didn't see this yet. I, I'm looking forward to this film mightily, but I just haven't got around to the trailer. Did you watch the trailer for this, Really interesting trailer. Gives, mm. gives virtually nothing away about what the film's about, um, but very much gives you a setting. And gives you a couple of characters and says very much, this is what these characters might be. And then that's it. And you watch it, and I watched the trailer and was like, alright, that's that's really interesting. And I really, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a good cast. You know, Jesse Buckley, Olivia Coleman, and Dakota Johnson is three of what the of of, of actors who are really interesting but also as well doing really solid work I mean it what's what, you, I was watching the trailer going this gets released I think in late December it's getting a theatrical and then it goes I think the 21st of December I think on Netflix mm. Um, mm. very interesting that, that Netflix have done a Maggie Gyllenhaal directorial debut Um but the other part of that is Olivia Coleman has literally gone from being, you know, recognisable um, British TV actress. Yeah. Comedic yeah. British TV actress, majoritively. Mm. Um, although she was in, before she exploded onto, what is it, a winning Oscars of things, um, she was in Paddy Constantine's um, Tyrannosaur and she was incredible mm. in that. Uh, and I think that was the first dramatic role I ever saw her in. Um, to essentially going on to being somebody who literally every 
year or every two years could get nominated for an Academy Award, very deservedly so. Hmm. This has got, she could get nominated again, written all over it. Um, it's, yeah, really, really interesting trailer. And, I mean, this is the thing with Olivia Coleman. No one's fucking sick of her because she's just fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> she is. And the thing is, she's she's playing this. She's playing it so delicately and so well in the fact that I, you 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 uh, mentioned it here when um, we reviewed the father. If if she'd not won an Academy Award for Best Actress two years ago, she'd have probably won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in that film. Because mm. she's yep. incredible in it. She's um, fucking great. And in this, you know, the fact that it was originally scheduled to be released in, um, earlier in the year and then it was pushed back to give it festival time and now it's coming out in December shows that they think there's something there. Mm. She's the principal character. Um, she's Olivia Coleman, so you already kind of know she's going to be fantastic. Mm. Um, it's you, 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 nobody would begrudge her ending up winning three or four no. in the next 10 years in the same way as Daniel Day-Lewis over a 15, 20 year period won what four? I think it's like from an age point of view compared to obviously someone like Francis McDonald. Oh, ow, sorry. Quite a lot of, you alright? <laughs> yeah. Just banged my knee in the table, and I'm ever, I'm ever so sorry for the massive fucking sound wave that that the waveform that that just formed. Oh, um, I'm all right. Carry yeah, on. In sorry. The fact that they're both kind of on the more mature women scale, and they're taking that kind of role. And you look at the great respect and dignity that Olivia Coleman has, and compare it with the absolute fucking disdain that Francis McDormand shows. I, I, but, but then I think you know, Francis, yeah. Francis McDormand has been in the Hollywood system for getting on 40 years now. Lucky her. That's but, not an excuse. Whereas Olivia Coleman is very much coming into it mm. and seems to be enjoying it enough but not she's not gone out there and done a, a plucky sidekick role in a rom-com. Yeah, she's not courting it. No, she's not, she, yeah, that's what she, she, yeah. she, she's playing it in a very she's playing it in a very sensible way and, and in a very delicate way. I do of, what I do. If you like it, then that's great. Yeah, kind of thing, and, and yeah. it would have been but, quite easy because I guarantee you she's been offered generic fucking Brit in a rom-com and here's X amount and she's gone, well, no, I, I, do you know what? I'm fine. Mm. It, it's not, I'm, I'm doing quite well. Do you know what I read that was quite interesting actually on, on that note recently um, Marissa Tomei has come out and said that she regrets taking like um, the Aunt May role oh, because oh, she's really? now only getting offers that are like the mum or the auntie role where she's like I still think I'm kind of like better than that and kind of yeah. like I can, I can do more than being the mum or the auntie I can be like a sexy female character, but I'm not getting off of that anymore because that's what the anime role. The weird thing about Wrist Tone is she was for years a a character actor, mm. and now mm. she's kind of a recognisable mm. actor, and it's 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 that weirdest thing of stepping out of that that parapet. Um, 
being the Ricardos. Yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't too much to this, was it? It was no, basically a hey, Nicole Kidman's playing Lucille Ball. Get ready, you know. Yeah, it's it, it but it, it's interesting. We've got another Aaron Sorkin um, written and directed film. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a. I, I didn't know it was that story when I started watching the trailer, and then very quickly went, "Oh wait, this is that." Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that could be quite quite fun. Yeah, I you know I mean the, the streamers have got some good interesting stuff coming out in in in, in December. Um, you know you got uh, uh, Lost Daughter, um, Don't Look Up, um, uh, uh, this you know it, it, it's December is fucking stacked. I massive like cinema and streamers massively here for it. Um, yeah, and this just adds to it. Oh, yes, I will watch an Aaron Sorkin written and directed this. Why not? Yep. Um, I think uh, two biggies left. Any more? No, definitely no one of them what the biggies you're talking about. I'm not so sure about the other. Ooh, so I'll throw, I'll throw this one out there. Scream. Oh, fuck. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What, what's our thoughts? It just looks like a retread from the trailer. <laughs> I don't want they, a beat for beat, but then I don't think they're stupid enough to do a beat for beat. I think they are. There's, oh, okay. There's got to be something else. The, 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 you'd hope, wouldn't you? Because the trailer's crap. Mm. It's it, it, it looks like it's going for, let's just do loads of gore but in a Scream movie. But that's not what the Scream movies are. No, they were clever. No, well, I don't know. Um, well, they, so, they were for their time. Number two th- of them clever. There is speculation, there is speculation that some of the, the shots in this are in the film actually shots from the reboot of Stab. Which would make sense, but then would also be a little bit... Didn't you kind of do that a little bit already in 3? Well, 3 was just like another stab sequel, wasn't it? Yeah, it just... I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm intrigued enough. I, I, the, the thing is... With this new Scream movie, what I'm most looking forward to is going back and watching the Scream movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Because, yeah, you get to watch number one again and that it, it, it's great. Um, I hate number two. I quite enjoy number three. And I'm intrigued Ooh. to go back and watch number four now. That's a fucking discussion we need to have one day then. I didn't know you hated Scream 2. Yeah, I can't stand it. <laughs> but huh. I really like Scream 3. Part of that is because Parker poses in it. You do like okay, Parker One hundred percent gonna do a uh, patron thing oh, on God, the screen yeah. films. I, I, I've been holding back off watching screen because I was like, no, because we're gonna do it. We're gonna fucking do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So next one, um, the Batman. I mean, go on then, eh? You know, yeah. Um, the, the thing I'm least interested in in any of this trailer is the Batman. Yeah. But I think 
everything else looks fucking fantastic and I'm intrigued to see just what our Pats is going to do here. So, yeah, why not? Let's go. Yeah, the, the, the only bit, and I said the student of X after we finished watching the trailer, was um, the only bit of that that I wasn't vibing with to be down with the kids mm-hmm. um, was the R-Pats as Batman mm. but I very much think that that's a trailer thing rather than a worry going forward they need to do something with this that isn't just a fucking retread of all the fucking Batman movies and the, the trailer does not sell it well uh, I've, I've been really excited for this and the trailer just left me feeling really disappointed I, I, I read that essentially it's a it's a noir in the uh, vein of the crow see that's the movie I want um, but it's a Batman movie but it's more a detective Batman see that's the movie I want but that's not what this trailer is for I got vibes of that. I got vibes of Colin Farrell having a fucking laugh. There was one shot where Colin Farrell looked like Colin Farrell. Yeah, he he does. (laughs) He he looks like Colin Farrell when he used to be Cokehead Farrell running away from the police. I think it's the the wide-eyed shot when he's in the car crash. Yeah. 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 But I have a feeling that the the, the one who's going to sell it is going to be Riddler. Mm. He's going to be the... Dano. The real mm. oh fucking hell that's fucking creepy, yeah. and Dano I think can do oh, God, creepy yeah. Yeah. really. Dano well. can do creepy uh, without trying. Yeah, I mean that that Riddler poster that came out is fantastic. Oh God, yeah, it's it, it, it's a beautiful looking poster. Yeah, it, it's I'm 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 very much looking forward to that one. Mm. In the sense, oh, wait, I still am, but the trailer wasn't great. In the sense that I, I, I think it's going. I, I hope it's two and a half hours long, and that it is just bleak and really dark. Oh, Morbius! We saw a Morbius trailer. We did see a Morbius trailer. They still trailer. try to pretend it's a real movie. That what? Exists. Not a real movie, is it? But, well, I don't know. You but see, like, we what said a new mutants and new mutants happen. We said did it though? Happened. Did it though? Did, did it though, or did we all go to the same Darren Brown show and not fucking realise? And we said that about No Time to Die, No Time to Die happened, so maybe Morbius is a real thing. I don't think it is. So anyway, we saw a trailer for Morbius. <laughs> but it, it, was it just like the trailer that literally, it, it, God, that trailer's got to be like 18 months old at this point. Yeah, I was haven't it, seen it before. It, it had slightly... Oh, no, really? Yeah. Okay. It had a little bit more Leto Torso. Yeah, there was some letter torso. Yeah. Now I'm all oh, in. Okay. Yeah, th- th- there was some letter torso that Becky literally grabbed my leg and squeezed it. <laughs> ah. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. With I, his shirt off. I, I didn't quite need the, the grab my leg and go, uh, uh, going, oh. <laughs> Fair play to him. <laughs> At that moment. Jordan Catalano's come a long way. <laughs> you, want your, you, you want your 30 second to ahs, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, any other trailers? Not no. Should we re- review a uh, fucking movie? Venom, Let There Be Carnage. A, a, a sequel that, that, that we didn't think we'd get when people announced Venom. Uh, and then Venom did really, really well. Um, so, um, Tom Hardy's back. Uh, Michelle Williams is back. 
for a little bit longer than I think people thought she was going to be back for. Um, Woody Harrelson is back, but they've brought Reed Star, uh, Reed Scott, sorry, uh, Stephen Graham and Naomi Harris along for the ride. Uh, and Andy Serkis is directing this one. Um, not only that, Robert Richardson is a cinematographer. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like the simulation just went... <laughs> There we fucking yep. go. <laughs> then you yep. fucking see let there be carnage. Oh, by the way, it's 90 minutes long. Martin it. Yep. It's nice when a blockbuster is that. Um, so, let me have a look. Let's see what the IMDb synopsis says, because that's how I do synopsis now, because it's just easier. Um, so, let's have a look. Venom, let there be carnage. Eddie Brock attempts to reignite his career by interviewing serial killer Cletus Cassidy, who becomes the host of symbiote Carnage and escapes prison after a failed execution. Well, there's more to it than that, isn't there? But, um, Ian, you got raped by a chair, so I want to come to you second. Um, mm. Becky. Mm-hmm. Um... Venom, let there be carnage. Was this a big old Saturday morning cartoon of a movie or not? Yeah, it fucking was, but with more violence and blood and carnage, I guess. Um, but it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And the thing is, I think, and we'll probably get into it because we're obviously kind of doing this in reverse, but... We rewatched Venom in the run-up to watching Let There Be Carnage. Um, and I think the problem that Venom has, as good of a film as it is, is that it gets stuck in the middle of trying to be Deadpool and a Marvel movie. And it kind of it's pulling at itself in that. Whereas this one just goes, nah, let's just go the, the let's just go the Deadpool route. Let's just go stupid and violent and nasty and stupid. But it works, and that's what this movie needed to be. Um, there's elements of it that I didn't necessarily get on with as much. Shriek, I think, was used badly. I think there was space for it to be in there um, as a character, but I don't think she was used well. Um, but I think the kind of... Um, the, the Venom and Eddie elements worked really, really well. But also the kind of Venom gradually um, getting to the point where he, he accepted... Is it Dan? What? Michelle Williams? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was also kind of fun. Like, it was, it was, just, it was just a really good, well-rounded, well-thought-out movie for me. I really, really enjoyed it. Ew. Venom, let there be carnage. And would it work better if this was done as a, almost like a buddy movie that was more, a lot more Eddie of Venom? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that is um, exactly my problem with the film, that I swear, if it was... If they didn't have that post-credits bit of Carnage, at the or, or Cletus Cassidy at the end of the first one, I wonder whether they would have even have used him in this one. 
or whether they would have just embraced the kind of buddy movie element of it even more. Ooh, this film really is good point actually that yeah, I didn't think about that. There has to be a buddy though. But but I don't even know if there does. Hmm. I, I think there does. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know. There could there could be some other kind of conflict, or or at least it, it's. I suppose my problem with the film is that you know we've been waiting for a couple of years now for the Woody Harrelson carnage, and I watched the film and I'm like, yeah, I'm not that interested in him because the film doesn't seem that interested in him. But I want more of Eddie and Venom. I like Eddie and Venom and them like fighting and then coming together at the end. I'm not bothered about Shriek at all. Like I think Naomi. I mean Naomi Harris, bless her. Like yeah, it's just given fuck all to do here. Like it, it's pretty weird that Naomi Harris agreed to do that role, mm. um, which is just. It, a bit of an indictment of what Naomi Harris is probably getting offered at the moment, lest we forget she got fucking Best Supporting Actor nominated for about... Uh, actress nominated for three scenes in Moonlight, and now she's the second fiddle villain in the Venom sequel. Um, I, I just... I, I feel for her. And it, it just... Yeah, this... It felt to me like minimum viable product, the movie... It was literally. Is is this enough? Um, you know, and I, I I get that people are enjoying it, and I I think that's great, you know, and there are there are definitely elements of this film that you, that you you can hang your hat on. Don't get me wrong, but by the end of it, it was just like right, yeah, fine, okay, that felt like an inconsequential comic book movie. Which is almost refreshing, considering every single MCU film seems to have something connecting to something else. And I got—I mean, I got to say, the the most worrying part for me is the mid-credits bit, where it's just like, oh god, all right. So you know, spoiler alert: we're gonna have Spider-Man going up against Venom for the first two acts before they have to unite against the common threat. Great. Yeah, that's it. I, what what I would much prefer is the 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 the, the, the end of Venom, uh, the Carnage, where it's like we're gonna get the adventures of Venom and uh, and and Eddie, and just them just yeah, they- sort of living their lives and trying to get what is it and and doing that uh, that as a third movie. Would be a but, lot more or, interesting than it's not a movie though. Than, 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 than trying to tie it into the Spider-Man thing. Yes, I agree with you there. But like, as much as you can say, I'd rather just watch a movie about Eddie and Venom. That's not that's not a movie. That's that's a post-credit scene. That's a. I would Thor with that fucking guy that you were no, living with it, kind it, of scene. No, it's it, it's just. I, I would I would watch I would watch a. 95 minute movie of them just making breakfast of them them fucking going on holiday them on the run do what they like the before mid credits kind of goes with that they are going to be a lethal protector they're going to go on the run (laughs) or something with the lethal protector thing that fucking slayed me (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking... I, I love how casually it's dropped in earlier with him saying we will be the lethal protector. And he goes, that's very 80s. And then it... it they it, both it, simultaneously say it later. And then they both say it later on. It was like, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and it, but I mean, you, you, you could do that. I mean, if, if the Spider-Man Venom film, I would love it if by the end of the first act, it's like, right, Eddie likes Peter... Venom doesn't like Peter. Let's go with that dynamic or something like, or the other way round. You know, like let's have something like that. And then the internal conflict is one of them likes Spider-Man, the other one doesn't. Yeah. Or so, you know, in, in, in instead of it being basically Godzilla versus Kong, which I it feels like it's going to be. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Like you said, this film seems not very interested in its in the antagonists. Well, no, no. It knows I mean, that where its money lies is with the protagonists. It, can I can I posit something uh, about the, the the film on a whole? Not the film on a whole, but is Andy Serkis a good director? <laughs> yeah. He's because brought in to do a job, isn't he? It, he is, but it just seems like... I mean, who knows with Marvel how much input they've got there. But this isn't a Marvel movie, it's a Sony Marvel movie. Mm. It's a Venom movie. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, it, it, look, it, he's brought in because he knows how to deal with somebody talking to a CG self. Yeah, and and, and, and as well, there's very much a um, an Anglophile feel to this movie. Uh, that comes from you know you've got Tom Hardy there as a story credit as a producer um, and you know the, the, the star Circus is on as the director um, with the exception of um, of uh, Woody Harrelson who himself is a freely admitting Anglophile mm. um, you, you've got you've got a lot of there's a heavy British cast in there mm. Um even down to um Well Naomi Harris is British. Uh what's his name turning up as the um as the priest? Reese mm. Shearsmith. Oh Reese Shearsmith. Yeah. 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 I, I, even even as that turning up there, you know, Reese Shearsmith doesn't turn up in Venom to let there be carnage if it's not um if it's not directed by Andy Serkis. Uh, that's that's there. It's I I enjoyed it enough, and I had a good amount of fun with it. But the, yeah, the least interesting bits are the the bits that are there to sell the trailer. And like I think you said there, Ian, Carnage, Woody Harrelson's Carnage doesn't have an awful lot to do or establish. But without Carnage, you don't get the line in the trailer of that. There's a red one. But it, you even, never get any explanation as to what that means. But, but yeah, even that, Carnage technically is Venom's son. <laughs> yes. Um, but they, they, they put no interest in that whatsoever. I want to know what that is a red one actually means. Like, what yeah. a red one is. Yeah. I thought, yeah, cause I thought it was just like, oh, it's a red one. I don't like red. No, I'm going to get back in. I didn't 
really no, necessarily it think it meant anything. Like the host's got certain qualities and it may imbue the... Yeah, it, I reckon there's some of that. It, 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 it could do more. Clearly, Carnage can, 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 can do, do more, more than Venom, than Venom yeah. can do. Um, why? And that's never explained. That frustrated me about this film. And then there's, there's a bit where... Um, Venom literally turns around at Eddie and says, and says, right, time, 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 to, to, time to die. And, and, and I think Eddie goes says like, yeah, that, that's the spirit. That's spirit. He's like, no, we are going to die. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's that element to it. But yeah, it, I mean, I, I am Geostorm with this, but in a nice way, Geostorm. Yeah. In the fact that I'm very happy for it to be Geostorm. I hope the next one leans more into the it's just Venom and Carnage go to fuck Venom and Carnage go to Miami. That's what I want from the next one. I don't want Venom and Carnage sorry, Venom, Venom, Venom and Eddie up against Spider Man. That's what I don't want. I want Venom and Eddie go to what if that it's that timeline where Spider Man's still a baddie? I don't care. I don't care. I don't want them in a Spider-Man movie. No. I want them in a Venom and Eddie movie. You want twins. I, yeah, I kind of want that. I want a comedy that is just them, just fucking, I don't know, fucking Venom learns to drive and Eddie has to pretend that he can't drive so Venom can get a fucking driving licence for no reason at all. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that's, great. that's the type of thing I want. I don't care about them going up against... I don't want this shoehorning it into the fucking MCU. Yeah, but you need to look up where they are at with the comic books. I don't like Sexy Venom, but Sexy Venom is clearly in the comic books, so there she I is. I don't like Sexy Venom. Of course you don't. But, I, I, I don't know, it's definitely not shit for me. I really, really enjoyed this. It was a really good fun time. And... I was kind of, kind of not looking forward to going to see this and really looking forward to watching Halloween Kills and look how that fucking turned out. Ian, where are you with um, it? Um, I mean, I th- yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm touching cloth. Um, it just, if, if Howelson and Harris kind of brought more to the table... Like Woody Harrelson, I thought was really disappointing. Like it just—he's not really bringing an awful lot. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Michelle Williams, you kind of almost didn't need her in there, really. Um, it, it'd be weird. Get all the glorious Venom versus Dan things. <laughs> that's it. You say you want like a Venom uh, uh, Eddie Brock movie, and then you say you don't want the Michelle Williams bits. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying I don't want it. It's just I'm, I'm like, no, no, because you're, you're, you're right. It does provoke some good Dan stuff. The yeah, I mean, it, it, <laughs> yeah, the, the Dan stuff is is, is is very good. The Venom saying uh, Dan proved himself kind of useful. But he was useless. We didn't need him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, touching cloth, going towards definitely not shit. You know, I, I, I am. I just, I think, you know, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. It's like I'm, I'm a five out of ten on it. I liked half the film. I didn't like the other half of the film. And but it's like different. It's like 
Two minutes here, I liked. Five minutes there, I didn't like. But five minutes later on, I did like. But then two minutes later on, I didn't. It, it really is that for me. You know, so, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, touching cloth. And that's the very definition of touching cloth, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, our, yeah our audience quite. poll, definitely shit 39%, touching cloth 11%, shit 28%, and geostorm 22%. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's quite middling, I would say. Yeah, there's a lot. Totally fair. It, it is, it is definitely one of those things that you're just not going to get everyone to agree on. Oh god, no. yeah, no, you're just, you're just not. So yeah. Um, hey Hannah, you know I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of Shield. I think during you know global pandemics storms all of these things it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million absolutely times, it? nothing like a binge watch star trek babylon 5 because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries absolutely uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. yeah you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men love you darling you could put off watching daredevil for the 30th time harry potter but really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television, with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape Quantum Leap To giving up finding new content on Netflix And just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation Or Parks and Recreation I think that we can all agree There's a lot to be said for that You can't beat a good rewatch So, with that in mind Join Anna And Mike From Chinstroke vs Panzer As we burn through some of our favourite franchises And share our immediate reactions to each instalment In both spoiler and non-spoiler sections To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project With Hannah and Mike On Apple Podcasts, Spotify Or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Have you ever wondered what so called family films will scar your kids forever? putting four and five-year-olds in front of this movie. It's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, The Dark Knight has got like, all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, I was like, kill them. Then look no further. The His Film Her Movie Podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ian, what have you been watching? So, 
I'll finish up my um, curtailed LFF. Um, I'm not going to go all sob story, but just to explain, um, I put something on the Patreon feed about it, but um, my mum was in a car crash, so I had to come back from LFF a day early to like deal with some stuff. She's fine. And then uh, the day I was supposed to come out back from LFF, Donna tested positive for COVID. So that really curtailed my focus on LFF, <laughs> I think it's probably fair to say. So uh, I didn't get to as many LFF films as I was planning to, but did manage to get two more LFF screened films in. So what a fucking contrast this is, right? First one was the family gala at LFF, Ron's Gone Wrong. So, this is a Disney release, 20th Century Studios released uh, film from a new UK animation uh, house, Locksmith Animation. Um, and it is the story of a world where uh, the B-Bot has just become the hottest product on the market, and it's basically a thing that likes what you like and you can turn it into whatever you want to turn it into. And because it's a Disney release, you've got Darth Vader B-Bots and Captain America B-Bots and things like that in there. Um, you've got this um, kid who lives with this... Uh, his family are not very well-to-do. His dad buys a broken B-Bot. Um, and it is Ron, voiced by Zach Galif Galifianakis, and he's gone wrong. Um, but... It basically, the true meaning of friendship is discovered through this robot. Instead of having a robot that just likes everything that you like, it's a robot with its own personality, blah, 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 blah. Um, engaging enough. Um, took Lottie to see it and a couple of her friends, and they really enjoyed it. Just to say, yes, I did go to the cinema, even though my wife had COVID. Um, I, I did lateral flow tests literally every single fucking day last week. Um, and I'm double vaxxed and wear, uh, wore a mask throughout. Lottie also did lateral flows before she went out. Uh, so all of that shit is compliant, but we're still taking steps, but at the same time trying to live our lives and Lottie isolating again for another 10 days is not something I could bear. So anyway, I don't and she's allowed to go to fucking school. literally the most nervous person in the world of being... Uh lacks on their on their regulations what who's the most nervous person in the world you i'm not the most nervous person in the world oh with covid you're very cautious I, well i mean I, I i i try but probably you know probably not as cautious as i was with 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 that but um like i say lateral flows literally every single fucking day so <laughs> Um, and a PCR last week as well. So um, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So um, yeah, it, it, it's it was perfectly entertaining. Um, it's weird. It's like it's got a first act, no second act, and two third acts. <laughs> like it, it's got this bit that happens at the end of the second act, which I really thought was the end of the film, and then it just went on for another twenty five minutes. Um, and it, it was because I was thinking. That's kind of a weirdly low stakes way of ending the film, but it does feel quite climactic. And then, no, we're just going to carry on. Um, did, did feel a little bit low budgety 
if if I'm honest. Like reading after that, it wasn't like it was a Blue Sky Studio thing. It was literally a UK animation studio with their first project ever. Um, it's yeah, it's Rupert Murdoch's daughter's company, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I think She's I think this guy. one had been. Yeah, and this one had been bubbling away, I think, before the like the Fox Disney merger. Yeah. Um so actually that's really not a surprise. Okay, that makes sense. But it, it's it's fine, you know, like I say, for kids, um like it, it good fun. Um and yeah, you know. I laughed a few times. D- a job done really, so that's Ron's gone wrong. Uh, so that was an LFF film. Do you know what else was an LFF film? Titan. <laughs> Go on. I, I watched on the same day, Ron's Gone Wrong and Titan. No, and I, Becky, I know. Don't worry. Uh, it's, no, it's all good, honestly. Um, so, Titan. Titan, however you want to pronounce it. Um... I had the pleasure of going to a screening of this last Saturday. This is a body uh, horror one, isn't it, Ian? Um, yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a body horror that also has a woman fucking a car in it, uh, from what I understand. So it's... it's Yeah. It, it, it sounds like in anti-Ian Nip, this. <laughs> the thing is, right... All the way through, I was either going, what the fuck's happening now? Just giggling to myself. Um, or going, blimey, Charlie, that's a bit rough in a couple of moments. Um, and then just occasionally, like, that's a really interesting direction. Um, it is fucking bonkers. And not necessarily in the visceral ways that you think it's going to be. But it, it just... There's some random fucking shit in this film. So, so basically, right? The I suppose the, the, the story is... Um, I, I, don't, I don't know where to start, to be honest. It starts off with this kind of, like, one shot going through this, like, car show where all these women are, like, dancing on the cars and there are, like, attendees, like, fucking lapping it up and whatnot. It's this great fucking one-shot thing. And then it... um Actually, no, it doesn't start with that. It starts with, like, a, a 20 years beforehand sequence, but anyway. Um, and then it, it focuses on the, 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 the woman at the heart of the film and um, she's doing this dance and whatnot. Um, she... She is set up as a character who is doing some uh, some murders, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, and then she, uh, yeah, 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 um, fucks a car. Um, yeah, no, yeah, she does. Um, and uh, then. She is, uh, she runs away and she sees this picture of this kid who went missing 10 years ago. Uh, this boy, um, who uh, is that the authorities are trying to find. So she shaves her head, 
and she pretends to be this boy. Um, and his dad comes to collect her, and then she goes to live with him. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's, it's, it's available on VOD now, isn't it? In the US, yeah. In the US. So, I, yeah, I, I will be watching it all the weekend. Okay, yeah. Let's let's review Tatan next week. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much up for that. Uh, Bex, are you going to watch it as well? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, I'll just say... I really enjoyed it. I, I'm not going to say it's like the film of the year or anything like that. Like, for me, like the fact it won the Palm Door is such. We're going to fucking give it to this and see how people react to that <laughs> energy, and I, I kind of love it. Um, it is some fucking. I don't. I do not care. Like who I annoy or offend with this, just. Here you go. It was so fucking entertaining. Just entertaining is the word. Like, it, it really was. Just fucking balmy. Like, really enjoyably bonkers. One thing I've heard a lot of people say about it, uh, across it, is there seems to be a lot of people saying, I don't know if that was good or shit. <laughs> I, 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 I get I that. The thing is, I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> there's, there is enough filmmaking skill in there, and like really good shot composition and great lighting and all that good stuff that you know that you're in the hands of someone who fucking cares and is trying to make something. I've got no idea what Julia DeCorno was trying to say. And I don't care. <laughs> I just thought it was fucking entertaining. Like, I... You know, don't get me wrong. There were a couple of body horror bits where I was like, fucking hell. But in that in that way, not the, oh, this is grim kind of way. Which is... And I think that's what's intended. Fascinated to see what you guys made of it. But yeah, I, I liked it. I like it more talking about it, to be honest. Yeah, good. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, okay, so I'll um, I'll I'll race through some stuff. So obviously, other LFF stuff. There was a whole separate podcast to listen to, so I won't um, I won't bother going through uh, going through that. Um, so uh, I did me a um, actually yeah no I've only got a couple of things really. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I talked about black. Yeah, I talked about Black Widow before, didn't I? No, or did I not? I rewatched Black Widow. Black Widow is not great. Um, yeah, it's not great. Did me a space double bill. Uh, watched Apollo thirteen, which is great. I've, you know, I've shocking. I watched that since cinema. It's oh man, it is. It, it, like you're just in the hands of a Hollywood, of like Hollywood royalty all throughout that film. It's great. It's just a great American Hollywood film about triumphing over adversity, but it's not necessarily America rah rah either. Yeah, uh, it, it's a terrific movie. Um, so's First Man. Um, first watch since cinema. 
Um, and I, I remember liking First Man, but maybe not necessarily loving it. I, I still don't think I love it, but that film is fucking interesting, and it is made by... Literally, I think Damien Chazelle could only have made that film in that moment where he'd just won an Oscar for directing La La Land and Ryan Gosling was super, super hot shit. And here's what I'm going to do with that steam. You know, this mix of cinematic, like, terror in the action sequences and then this just like really down to earth and yes malikian look at kind of like american almost kind of suburbany army life in the 60s um it i it, it's terrific it's it's a great film it's it is a little bit too long it's like 2 hours 20 and it do, it doesn't need to be that it doesn't um but the the, the the way it kind of paints the amazing things these guys are doing against their normal lives and just the way that like death around Neil Armstrong just becomes a thing that he has to deal with whether it's his workmates or his daughter he just has to fucking deal with it and focus on the job it's um really very very well handled um yeah i really fucking like first man and the him going out of the capsule and it turning into full frame imax on the on the itunes version is some like fucking bravura shit uh yeah i really like first man Ooh, and uh i've been meaning to rewatch actually for a while to be honest yeah yeah i recommend it yeah absolutely I kind of watched it as a I need to watch this to finish the end of year list thing and I think I kind of watched it to watch it rather than mm. watched it, if that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, my last one. First time watch. Gary Marshall's Runaway Bride. Um... <laughs> Another film that I've not seen since the cinema. Who'd you so, go with, nice. Mac? I actually went with Macca on this one. That's go my own. so tragic. Yeah. Like, when did this come out? Uh, Terrific. 1999. Yeah, so we, me, me and we Macca were, went to see them. We were together when this came out. Uh, and you went with Macca. Yeah, we were, yeah. 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 I, think we, I, think literally, I think we literally just went to see it because we happened to finish college early that day. And just went to the cinema. Should have walked on by and uh, gone to the pub. We did afterwards. Well, no, but Bex, to be fair, I mean, you missed out on one of the greatest jokes that there has ever been in a film. Go on. So it's, it is the greatest example of a joke in a product placement I've ever fucking seen. Um, Julia Roberts runs out of the church, jumps onto a FedEx lorry, and then someone says... Where's she going? And the guy, and Hector Elizondo replies, I don't know, but she'll get there tomorrow before 11am. Oh, God. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, it's, it's, Hector Elizondo delivers it fantastically. (laughs) It's so good. I mean, like, 
I mean, seriously, it's the only thing I remember of Runaway Bride. Don't... <laughs> well, actually, no. I mean, saying that, like, the positioning of where they get together in the film is actually... I don't know. I wasn't expecting it at that point. Um... I don't know. I mean, Richard Gere is an incredibly attractive dude, and Julia Roberts is an incredibly attractive woman, and it's, you know, they've got kooky friends around them, and uh, you know, like I, I, it's it's fun enough. You know, from what I remember of it, it, it's fun enough. It is on the cusp of when Julia Roberts started to lose her charm a little bit. Did she ever have any for you? Yeah, she was really quite charming for you. For me, not as much, but no. she was. I can see the charm there. Um, but yeah, I remember Roy Bride it being the, the time when she started to become a little bit of a dick. The star was waning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Richard Gere is always very charismatic and very watchable. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, I enjoyed it. And that fucking. That line is in, it just um, incredible. Like Hector Elizondo, I love that guy. And the Sterling work. So, yeah, Runaway Bride. That's it for me. Bex, what are you watching your own? Okay, so I've got a few, not millions. Um, I watched The Haunting. Um, the Haunting's become a bit of a weird curiosity for me since, obviously, being a big fan of the Mike Flanagan TV show, The Haunting of Hill House. I find it quite Bex, interesting. Bex, Bex, can we stop and do a retro review of that next week? Because I really want to watch The Haunting. Yeah, okay. I will. I will also watch that as well. One thing I will say is it's very interesting from from my point of view, seeing two different people's different adaptations of a really quite old work. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it more um, it, next week. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, I know I've seen it on Netflix. It was like, I want to give that another go. Yeah, let, let's talk about that next week. Nice. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll re-watch it then. Yeah. I'll rewatch it with you. Um, I watched cool. American Mary because it's nasty and it's... Fucking... How's it hold up? It's really good, actually. I was quite worried as to whether it would just be a, a, a bit of a zeitgeist thing at the time. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very good. I I really enjoyed it on rewatch because um, obviously it's 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 a few years old now. Like it's coming up ten years yeah, old. Yeah, a decade old. Um, and you know, nasty horror at the time was more our kind of vibe whereas I think maybe we've softened in our older age I think between the three of us we have yeah I think yeah um, <laughs> well I'm, I'm bringing your average down there I think <laughs> <laughs> I mean I wasn't going to say that because I didn't want to be mean but yeah um, but I, th- I think I'm probably more out of the three of us the one that is like more forgiving yeah, yeah. Um, American Mary is fucking great it's very empowering I, I, it's not what I might get up yeah um, I watched a movie called There's Someone Inside Your House. It, this is on Netflix. Ooh. Have either of you seen anything about this? N- yeah, I've, I've seen things about it, but yeah, how is it? How is it? Shit. <laughs> it's oh. fucking shit. So, like, I, I really despise the use of woke as a pejorative term. Um, it, caring about shit and not being a bad person is not an insult. But this has basically taken woke as its fucking MO and then just created a movie around it rather than displaying kind of tolerant woke sensibility yeah it's just taken that as a thing and it's just it's honestly genuinely awful it's an awful awful film I 
fully hated it. Like, I struggled to get through to the end of it. Um, basically, the, the this, synopsis... This is, this is usually your... your yeah. The, the, the graduating class at Osborne High is being targeted by a mass assailant intent on exposing the darkest secret of each victim and only a group of misfit outsiders can stop the killings. Um... It's it's just genuinely crap. It's painfully bad. I I I would love one of you to watch it so that we can compare notes. But it was just it was just just really it felt really pandering. Like all of the misfits were like within certain kind of circles yeah um and i mean to be fair the main character not so much hers was like a genuine thing but the rest of them it was just oh this guy's been bullied because he's gay and this guy's been bullied because oh god what was it i can't remember now off the top of my head but it was all like stuff that is very much talking points and it just I, I, I really hated it and I don't normally hate movies like that I'm very very forgiving of horror movies even if they're pretty crap but this one was just past that point for me Fair. really really bad really hated it um, yeah, I, I mean, watched... it, it, the, the thing is, Bex, I mean, like you are one of the most forgiving people on horror that I know so I know <laughs> that there's no point in Mark and I watching it because if no. you didn't like it, yeah. and it, I, I'm not, I, I'm not saying that to take the piss or anything like that. I love how forgiving you are and you're willing to just give these things a go. And if they're fun, they're fun, you know. So yeah. if 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 you're saying there's not really anything of worth here, that is a huge don't touch it with a barge pole for me. There's, oh, there's no merit to it whatsoever. Okay, yeah. So speaking of forgiving. I watched the original Pete's Dragon in preparation for watching the new Pete's Dragon. Which where which was the article, but we're we are we are pushing that back a week. Pushing it back a week just because Next week, baby. Because Life. Life, yeah. We're gonna put the life, yeah. I really fucking love the original Pete's Dragon. Had you seen this before? No, I've never seen You've it. You've never before. seen Pete's Dragon no, before? No. Wow. It's fucking great. Wow. There's music and there's jazz hands and it's all just very fun. See I I I, I really like um old school live action Disney and especially when like you've got the shit where it melds the live action with the cartoon and stuff like that as well it's it's just a lot of fun like it's it's not do you know what? yeah it probably is really fucking well made for the time but you watch it now and you're like oh it looks a bit shonky um, and it's not very well acted for the most part but it is an absolute fucking riot it is so much fun and I really enjoyed it I'm really excited to watch the next one although I did watch the first like 10 minutes of it and I was like well do you know what the original you didn't see his fucking parents die so he was just an orphan when it started so I didn't like that. So that's a negative point for the remake. But what I will say is the the, 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 the remake <laughs> is staggeringly beautiful at times. Has it got a better production value than the original? Oh my, yes. Off of 1977? Yes. Well, you'd expect that. Um, and then I rewatched Pet Cemetery because... How did that hold up? Really well, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really good. Um, I think... The deviations that it's taken with like the kids in the masks and stuff like that, it it, it, it adds a creepiness to it that Ye- Oh Stay. Oh, that's Lottie in the background, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um I don't I don't want to say anything that's gonna traumatise her, that's all. <laughs> oh no, I've got I, oh forgive me, I've got my AirPods on, you're oh, good. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, it adds a creepiness to that you don't get from the original movie or or from the book. Um, and um, you still have some ankle trauma, so you know that's wow. still in there. That's great. Um, I think uh, John Lithgow is really good as Judd Crandall. Um, it's just you know what it's, it's a fucking banger. It's Pet Cemetery. Good. Really enjoyed it on rewatch. Um, I haven't watched anything solo because new job. Um, <laughs> we were, we were, watched, rewatched Venom, didn't we? Which we, we, we we're not going to cover too much because we, we spoke about Venom like the carnage. Uh, I really like Venom. More I watch it, mm, mm. Um, but the. Riz Ahmed stuff I don't give a shit about no I think the only failing that, that like I said earlier I think the only failing that Venom has is it's trying to be a Marvel adjacent movie yeah. rather than trying to be a Deadpool adjacent movie and I think the new one fixes that for me yeah. that's something against Riz Ahmed it's it just that, that bit of the story I don't give a shit about nah you um, fucking hate Riz Ahmed you were telling me earlier uh, we rewatched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we rewatched Anaconda we did rewatch Anaconda. Yeah, that film is fucking batshit. It's 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 nice. Bad. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's 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 a fun ride. It's it's nice watching a movie before fucking um, John Voight was before about to John Voight decided to just fucking. Just go full old white American man. He's still a big bit of a bad dickhead in this, though, with his he, consistent he, accent. He is, but I, I I think that this is the last moment where he was a decent actor yeah. I don't think yeah. that he's now just become a bad dickhead and he's a good actor I think he's a terrible actor nowadays mm. Mm. whereas in this he's not that he, he's he's not great but at least he's kind of like fucking pre-fugitive Tommy Lee Jones fun <laughs> yeah. may, may, may I present um, for the defence the two National Treasure films which I believe were after Anaconda but he's crap in them oh I think he, I genuinely think he's crap. I don't think he's a very good actor. You can almost see Helen Mirren cringing when she has to act opposite him. Yes, uh, but it's got Ice Cube uh, and Eric Stoltz <laughs> um, and Jennifer Lopez and her bottom. Um, Did you it? say pre pre no, nose job J Lo? It is pre nose job J Lo. Yeah, mm. um, she's cute in this. She is, but it, it, it's it's an rather awful, than just a full blown fucking hottie. It's an awful lot of fun. Um, so we also finally our, our first film our in the new first house. movie in the new house and this will yeah. shame me forever yeah we, we just do, needed some we did do popcorn well popcorn we, like, we needed something we could just watch that was essentially empty calories didn't we we needed candy floss we needed candy floss mm. yeah uh, but we also wanted to watch something new didn't we mm, we did yeah we wanted to watch something that we'd already watched what did we watch Becky we watched the, uh, the new 2019 Charlie's Angels, didn't we, Mark? Yes. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yes. It's crap. Yeah. Oh. Really crap. <laughs> oh, I quite liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. It has strong Dead or Alive vibes to it. But we love Dead or Alive. <laughs> but, but at least Dead or Alive knows it's crap. That's true. All right, come on. Kristen Stewart is having fun in that film. Yes, Come on. and I enjoyed it for that. I enjoyed I, I, Kristen Stewart doing something she, bubblegummy. She's having an awful lot of fun in what essentially is the pilot to a TV show that never happened. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think that's probably fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the, oh, we're all Bosleys. Bosleys like a code name. 
doesn't make sense, <laughs> even within your own movie. <laughs> no. The the Patrick Stewart is the bad guy is so obvious. It's untrue. Oh, but it's Patrick Stewart. That, that made me really uncomfortable. Um, the problem is... I would have taken Elizabeth Banks being the baddie the, way easier than the Patrick The problem Stewart. is, it, it's crap, and it is crap, but but I was kind of fine with it. It's fun enough crap. I had, I had a good enough time with this it. Is, this is probably what I would class as a Geostorm. Do you know what? It might not be the only time I watch it. No, no. I, I would might probably watch it again. This, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mark, to be fair, there is some fucking dreck that you have watched <laughs> five times. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. It's, yeah, fair enough. I really like Jonathan... On that note, I might let him watch The Loft tonight. I, I really like Jonathan Tucker as the bad guy. <laughs> he, mm. he, he was... I like the fact that at no point does the actual concept of actual law enforcement exist in the Charlie's Angels movies? The thing is, it, it's it's really annoying because you get this like whole bit at the start, this that the whole first section, yeah. and Chris and Stewart gets gets to be really kind of cool and badass and fighty. Yeah, there's none of that in the rest of the movie. They're they're not that badass and the, the minimum you expect from a Charlie's Angels movie is that the angels are going to be kind of badass or the minimum you should be able to expect ex- ex- expect yeah and then not really they're all kind of shit they fuck up a lot they do fuck up a lot they get a lot wrong my biggest issue is you watch it going you all look like you're about 15 and you're in your mid-20s it, it just it, it, it was a bit it, 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 it just it felt like a pilot to be a TV show that never got made yeah it did yeah um, what else did we watch Becky what else did we watch what else did we watch did we watch Possibly the film of the year. I mean, it's not, is it? I mean, it could be. It's not, though. It might be in my top ten. It's fun trash, and it's it's enjoyable. It might be in my top ten. That's just because you're you. Yes. We watched Vacation Friends. Comedic genius John Cena's Vacation Friends. Oh, do I need to watch this at the weekend? I, I mean, talk do, about actually, it. It yeah. doesn't need to be main review, but yeah, okay. Um, do, you, do you want us to pause, and you can watch it at the weekend? We'll do it next n- week. N- no, 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 no. Okay. We've got we've got enough next week. We're good. Yeah, sorry. So, Vacation Friends is on Disney Plus in Funk. Mm. Uh, it's so shit, but it's so fun. Wow, it's not. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, so, and I am not joking here. I genuinely had a fucking great time with Vacation Friends. So, what happens is you've got. Um, Lil Rel uh, Howry and um, his bride to be, uh, played by Yvonne Orji. Yvonne Orji, yeah, yeah. You know that? yeah. They go on holiday, um, and it's not even that hard of a name to pronounce. Uh, but you still fucking questioned it. Not really. They go on a holiday um, to Mexico, and um, Lil Rel Howry has got this. I'm not going to spoil it, but this is trailer stuff. I got this big plan of this way he's going to propose and all bits like that. He's a very much of a that guy, isn't he? Yeah, but he's very... Everything has to be planned mm. down. Um, and then they get there and everything just starts to go wrong. And why is everything starting to go wrong? Because their room gets trashed because uh, the people in the room above them 
uh, leave their fucking um, hot tub running, don't they? Sounds like something we would do. Yeah. Um, we are basically those people, you know that, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the people above them are um, John Cena and Meredith Hagner. And they are just out to party and have a laugh. Woo! So they say to them, look, you're going to, you know, you, you, you're going to get engaged. We, 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 you know, we've got, you know, you come and stay in our suite. Stay in our presidential suite. Yeah. Um, and then accidentally give them cocaine. We're not accidentally. We're not accidentally. Them. They accidentally took cocaine that was given to them because they cut the margarita glasses with cocaine. Which if you had it, why would you not? Yeah. Uh, flash forward a few months uh, after they've all got friends and they turn up at their wedding don't they yeah so they're, they're, they're vacation friends and then as Lil Rel Howery and um, Yvonne Orgy's characters are Orgy? that just sounds rude well you said it are leaving they're like no it's fine we don't have to keep in touch with them they're just vacation friends but they have got engaged by this point so they're arranging the wedding and her father really disapproves of him. Yeah. Um, and there's this whole thing. And then they're at the planned wedding, which is like a location wedding. Um, no one's having a fun time. The, the dad's being really horrible to him and it's all like a big thing. And then John Cena and Meredith Hagner's characters turn up. Yep. Crash through a wall. Yeah. Uninvited. Nice. Yeah. And then you just get just them being ridiculously charming. Um, to everyone. To everyone throughout the thing, whilst seemingly just accidentally creating chaos. But it is, it has an awful lot of heart. It's awfully silly. Very silly. Um, but. I, I, I genuinely believe this. John Cena might be a comedic genius. <laughs> it's I I had a fucking blast with this movie, um, and I am not even joking. It, there's a there's a strong possibility this could be in my top ten at the end of the year. <laughs> um, it looks great as well, um, but it looks it looks great. But it looks like it was shot on a budget, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's what I will say. It, it, it's it's probably ninety five minutes before credits, um, and it, it it does an awful lot within that ninety five minutes of it's throwing an awful lot of fucking jokes and stupidity at the screen. And if you can get on board with that, it's it's an awfully fucking good time. If we watch this on Disney Plus, if we'd seen this in a cinema, I'd have been very very happy about the the money the fucking unlimited ad spent on it. Yeah, no, do you know what? it's fun. It's dumb, but it's fun. Yes. Um. Oh, I did actually forget that we also watched Halloween the Halloween two thousand eighteen Halloween. We did. Yeah. I um, forgot about that. Liked it a lot better on rewatch. Did you? Yeah, because yeah. I watched it at cinema, liked it, watched it at home, didn't like it, then rewatched it and liked it more. Cool. Thought it was pants. Okay. It's pants. That doesn't bode well for the next one, does it? So our next main review, <laughs> uh, Halloween Kills, is the second. Ian goes to the toilet again. Ever oh. so sorry. Uh, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll do 
do the introduction. Well, you, you, you've got okay. your, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll drop in. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, Halloween Kills, the second in a planned trilogy um, from David Gordon Green and Daniel McBride as chief writers and director. Um, again, we have uh, Jim Lee Curtis is back. Um, Judy Gray is back. Will Patton's back. But they've brought along with them... Um, Anthony Michael Hall is along for the ride and other people. Other people. Um, let's have a look and see what IMDb says is the synopsis for this. Let's see how wrong they can get this one. <laughs> uh, the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. Brilliant. Thanks for that, IMDb. Um, so it's literally set directly afterwards, same night uh, as Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it is the continuation of what would you have it Michael it's not dead not dead yes. not Standard. dead not dead set all these traps not dead so he's not dead um, and uh, what would you have it he just goes around just essentially just doing a bit of murder okay an so awful an awful lot of murder so much but murder. then we have a bit of a backtrack as well to, to the original Halloween, mm. where we get side character has been activated <laughs> uh, in, in the form of Will Patton um, and his younger self played by Thomas Mann, the most Will Patton as a young man you could get. Quite good casting. It's incredible casting, to the point of where Thomas Mann must have been at points looking at Will Patton and going, shit, I better lock in a hot wife now. Mm, mm. Uh, and I mean a hot wife not a hot wife or one word oh this is a thing that you keep saying that I don't understand the meaning of I'm just saying there might be some listeners who understand the meaning of what that is who are going oh really um, and yeah and then others are going to google it and yeah you're going to ruin their life wow that was I, mean, I can't remember what it means so you've explained it to me before I still I think I've scrubbed it from my own should, should, should I explain it again no please don't a hot wife oh god um, is a, a a married woman who likes having sex with other men, not her husband, with her husband's permission. Okay. All one word. Mm-hmm. I'm anyway. just saying Thomas Mann should lock in a hot, hot space wife. wife. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if in later in their relationship she wants to become a hot wife, then that's up to him. I mean, when, he she, will, when he starts when he starts when he starts going pattern. Yeah. Mm. When he starts getting the pattern. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so before we that was get some into, filler, wasn't it? Yeah. So before we get into the review of this movie, yes, I would like to say one positive thing. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> I like the straight fact... off the bat there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I'm not going to make any bones about that. I enjoyed the fact that given that this is a sequel to obviously Halloween and then Halloween with a big gap without yeah. any of the other sequels I liked the fact that it just fully fuck on it, it just addressed the fact that he's not obsessed with Laurie Laurie is obsessed with him he's not obsessed with Laurie in Halloween 2018 was it? yeah they take him to her he's not chasing Laurie Strode he's just fucking killing people in Haddonfield because it's near his home he doesn't give a shit about Laurie Strode. Right. I liked the fact that they addressed that. Her obsession is what's led her to live the life that she leads. As a cook. 
of a coop. Um, it's nothing to do. People keep bringing him to her rather than him going to her. And that is the one thing that I liked about this movie. Ian. Hmm. Halloween. That, 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 that was our introduction to Halloween Kills there. Um, I was enjoying that. Halloween Kills. Um, where are you in the, the sense that they, they introduce, that they call back to Halloween and that they essentially, with this, just set fire to all of the sequels? Fine, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just, I mean, he's fine. Um, let's have different timelines. I don't. I'm not that precious about it. And I, you know, I. I don't know if you're going to be super precious about it. Fucking with the Halloween sequels, I. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> But you know what I mean, though. It's just if you're gonna be that hot about a fucking it, classic Ian, <laughs> a classic of the genre. But it it doesn't mean that H two O doesn't exist. You know, like it's okay. Carpenter's involved in this, but Carpenter's involved because Carpenter likes money, yeah. and he likes he probably likes David Gordon Green. You know what I mean, though? Like, he, he probably just likes these people. I mean, like, this is one of the things... The thing is, he he wasn't a big fan of the Rob Zombie uh, no. Halloween movies, but he's very good friends with Rob Zombie. Mm, mm. But, but, yeah, the thing but, is, I, mean, I don't hate the Rob Zombie ones. They just take it in a different direction. Like, it's... Oh, yeah. it, it is what it is, but people got all up in arms about the Rob Zombie ones about it not respecting the sequels and stuff like that. And then with these ones, people seem to be very much like, oh, well, no, they're just taking it back to a purer vision of what John Carpenter uh, wanted to do. And it's... I, I, I don't... To be fair, the, the word on Halloween Kills is very much where you're at with it, Bex. You know, like, I think people generally agree with... Uh, with, with your take on it. I mean, the, the Rob Zombie ones, I just... They're nasty bits of work that aren't really for me, and they—I don't feel like they're really saying anything. Um, I mean, I'll—I'll I'll put my cards on the table here. I like Halloween Kills. I—I I don't love it, but I kind of had a ball with it in the moment. Um, I like that they go back to the seventies. Um, it it felt in keeping. I think it worked well. Um, I liked I liked the evil dies tonight aspect of it. Yes, oh, it's heavy handed. Hated that. What the yeah, it, evil dies tonight repeated uh, over and over again by fucking clearly Trumpy kind of people. But but I mean this is it. it it's it's the it's the walnut. Uh, it's, sorry, the walnut to sl- smash a sledge, sledgehammer. A sledgehammer to smash a walnut. You know it, it's not. Be- and I mean this is a film that was shot before you know, shot in the Trump times. Mm. You know, like I, I I to be honest, I if Trump had got in for a second term and this had come out, 
I think a lot of the people going, oh, it's fucking boring, it's not really saying anything, would be, this is one of the most incendiary pieces of horror of the last 20 years. You know, it, it's... And for me, I, I, I just... I liked what it was trying to say. I liked that... I mean, apparently the working title, the shooting title of the film was Mob Rules. And there's an as- there is an aspect to say how interested actually is it in Michael Myers and, and particularly the Strodes. Um, but I kind of liked... I liked what it was doing. I liked how rough it was because it was rough with a point the rob zombie films are just basically rough to be rough this felt like it it was rough but it had some it had social commentary behind it see Um, i I liked what it wanted to be doing with the social commentary thing i think it just did it in such a unskilled heavy-handed way that it just felt like it, it 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 just made it shit like there was no finesse or subtlety to it and horror movies are political they they just are anyone that denies that fact is kidding themselves they just are they 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 comment on the um environment in which they're made but normally they do it with a certain level of um subtlety that makes you go oh Hmm, that kind of feels like this rather than oh I'm being smacked around the face by the fact that this is about mob rule and trumpy people and people that can't fucking control themselves and have any of their own opinions and this was just so so heavy handed I found it genuinely offensive to watch like it was it it, it, when, when you're watching a film and you feel like you're being spoon fed a political message it it it, it just it, it really bothers me the thing it's is it's really bothered me it it's like i say with my thing like a sledgehammer to smash a walnut it it's not that it's spoon feeding it is fucking hit it is stabbing you in the fucking face with a not like the fucking the sheer force with which it's doing it i thought was interesting and obviously, it didn't connect for you, Bex. And to be clear, that that's absolutely fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to convince you or anything. It, it just, I, it for me, it had its place and it worked. The thing is, um, not all, not all of, of it worked. The thing is that the disappoints me stuff like this is when it when it does that kind of thing. It's like the people that it's trying to get that message across to, like. Look how stupid you're being. You know, this isn't the way to do things. Mob rule isn't a good idea. They're not watching this fucking movie. They're watching uh, Carrie Underwood on country music live. I mean, they're not watching Halloween. I don't know any of what you just said. Do you mean that they're 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 not going to? (laughs) They're they're not they're not going to go and watch what has traditionally been a very liberal kind of centric this, horror franchise then this not film that message this film just opened in the u.s to five million less than no time to die did in its opening weekend there are people all over the u.s watching it that's fine i 
I, I just feel like it's misjudged, to be honest. Play to your no, audience. I, I know that Don't play to an audience you're trying to chastise. The, 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 I mean, the, I think... It, it, all I'm saying is, I think it, it's it, it's going to a lot of audiences that uh, agree with it. Hopefully, it gets through to some audiences, which, judging by its box office, it is, that maybe you know, may just be pissed off with it and be like, oh, don't you tell me what to do, Hollywood liberals... But you know, may, maybe it will make some people think. You know, and it, it's like Those I say, people are just know, like, yeah, that Tommy Doyle is a fucking hero. He had the right idea. I bet. <laughs> no, I don't know, but I, maybe. But I mean, you, you know, like the, the thing, the thing is, you you look at what Jordan Peele does, and it's like I don't think that you can call Get Out or Us subtle either. I mean, particularly us. You know, I mean, like that is some sledgehammer walnut shit as well but i don't know people like jordan peele and i like jordan peele i like us i think it's a better film than get out but i think it's maybe because i like that fucking smushing it in your face kind of aspect rather than the spoon feeding you know which is maybe why i vibe with 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 those films um i mean i'm really and the thing is that I think a large part of it is gonna is gonna come down to how Halloween ends lands. Mm. But I will say by the end of it, where it was just like fuck it, every single time you try and attack uh, attack Michael, he just gets stronger. I mean, they've already kind of almost set up the supernaturally element to it in the opening to the twenty eighteen one, where the guy's sho- like showing him the mask and shouting at him and it's making fucking everyone including the fucking prison dogs go mad you know there's some eerie shit there and with this one i just like by the end of it where it was just like judy greer's like standing there and just gets fucking murdered i mean i never want to see judy greer get murdered believe me but the the sheer force of that and then halloween kills comes up i I, I thought it was effective. I, it, I yeah. I, I, I mean, Mark, what did you think of it? You, I don't think you've fucking spoken, but you. I, I, I was enjoying the the, the, the the kind of discourse between that. Cause I think I think it's one of the. I think often with movies like this, um, and I think comedy and things like that, the, the very subjective movies. I think it's whether or not it grabs you at certain points, um, and it clearly grabs Ian. It clearly didn't grab you back in. It, it, it's very different to that. Um, I think I had such high hopes uh, for it and, as well. But I think that the, whether a movie grabs you or not, or whether or not it, it clicks with you or not, can take you on the, the, the different journeys mm-hmm. on a movie. And I think that, that's, that's the beauty of these sure. things. Um, personally, I, I, I found it to be um, quite boring, um, to be honest, in, in the sense of I. It's. I can see what it was going for. Um, and. I, I, th- I think that there's a I think there's an overkill to it but I think it's an intentional overkill um, I think David Gordon Green is a a very I think he's a very very good director who also happens to be an incredibly lazy director uh, in the sense that I think he I don't think he ever wants to challenge himself. I think he's happy doing things that he knows he can do incredibly competently. Mm. And this he can do incredibly competently. And even really interestingly and really well at points, 
and then falls back on uh, Michael Myers going into a house and just stabbing people or grabbing people by the head and smashing it into things repeatedly. And it, it, it felt a little bit like, I get it. And I, 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 I just, I got to the point of where I was just a little bit bored. See, Michael Myers doesn't even feel Michael Myers-y in this. No, he doesn't. Like, in, in the first one... The, the I, don't, no, I don't think he felt Michael myers in that. But he does a bit more. Mm. But he doesn't at all in this. At all. I... The character's just been completely, like, hijacked. I... The thing is... I have a... I have a, I have a feeling, and it's based on nothing, and I have, an, I, I have a, a feeling that what we're watching isn't... I don't explain this. Isn't the second part in a trilogy? Mm. I think it's the second act in what is going to be one big fucking movie. Mm. That's interesting. Halloween, Halloween kills and Halloween ends is one big circular fucking movie that will call back and will bounce around and everything like that. And this is act two rather than movie two. And so I'm looking at going, right, I didn't vibe with that, but I'm, I might vibe with that a lot more based on what Halloween Ends does. Mm. It might make me go, oh, okay, there's that. Yeah. Because there's, there's, there's scenes laid and there's bits like that that I'm looking at going, this can't be your, this can't be movie number two. There's got to be more within that mm. that makes it what is it because if if Halloween ends is just a third movie that is this movie and, 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 and Halloween it will be a so what was the point yeah just leave the other sequels where and I don't believe that, that, that with the the people involved that it's going to end up being that just generic yeah. So there's got to be something there because in terms of some of the, the I think the callbacks to the seventy eight bits are really interesting. Mm. Um, I think the the Jim Lee Curtis things are a bit crap. Um, I'm not sure where they're going with the Michael Myers thing, but I think if Halloween ends lands that, it could be. I could be looking in the same way as I looked back on Age of Ultron, which I thought was a bit pants. And then when I went back and watched it... In context. In context yeah. of the what is it, it, it's now shot back up as being one of the fucking better yeah. Marvel movies. Yeah. I, I just... I really hope this, so. I, I think this is a middle movie that needs the beginning and the end to make it make sense to me. I really, I really, I really genuinely hope so. But there's, there's that. I just... But I did find it a, a bit of a drag at points. Fair enough. Which is... I really wanted to like it. We but were I, so excited for this, weren't we? I was we? really excited for yeah. it. And maybe I was too excited yeah. for that. Um, but I just... It didn't... Uh, I don't know. But I also don't think Anthony Michael Hall is... Anymore. Which one was he? Uh, Tommy Tom, Doyle. 
Sweet oil. Ugh, fuck sweet oil. Yeah, it, it, I genuinely did not like. You watch Halloween, you don't think Tommy Doyle's going to grow up to be that. Yeah, I kind of would expect. <laughs> I think I think he's more expected to grow up to be that than he would be Paul Rudd. I, I remain interested for the last one. You know, apparently it's going to be five years later, and um, who I'm, knows I'm, what the I'm fuck. Interested. I'm, I'm interested for it, um, but the thing is, I'm interested because I want to see what what else happening, and I I, I can remain interested in that without ever thinking that I, I, I don't have strong opinions of Halloween Kills like you 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 guys do. I just it was a bit of a for me. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think, I, I, I don't even think I can say it was shit because I just don't care enough <laughs> with mm. it I just it, it, it was I, I just I, I, I thought I, I, it, if you threw this in and said this was Halloween fucking five mm. I think that people would it, 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 it's just it's a bit nothing. I, I don't, I don't get it. But the thing is, I don't get it. But I know there's a next one, and that's the other bit. Mm. You know there's another another one. So anything that happens in this has pretty much zero consequences. It's classic middle film bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm, but but I'm still very much up for Halloween ends. I'm really hoping the last one makes this good in context. I I have a, I've just got I've just got a feeling it's gonna. I've got a real feeling it's gonna. It's a lot riding it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they they haven't started shooting it yet, and I I do wonder whether the the kind of like the mix the mixed reaction to this is going to maybe slightly get them to reconfigure stuff. But I, I I don't know who who's to say though. I mean, um, we'll we, we'll see. I'm 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 sad you guys didn't get as much out of it as as I did. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you dug it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so am I. <laughs> um, our audience poll, definitely not shit, 58%. Touching cloth, 11%. And shit, 26%. Okay. I mean, I'm guessing you're shit, Becky. And Ian's definitely not shit. I don't even know where I am. I'm touching cloth, I think. I okay. really wish it wasn't hmm. shit. Because I do think there's, 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 there's some interesting bits in there and I think there's all the bits with Michael Myers and Anthony Michael Hall. So what are the interesting bits? The firefighter slaughter that everyone's so upset about. That's quite Couldn't good. care less. Um, it's quite well done that though as a, as a set piece. People are upset about that, are they? Yeah, people yeah. have been like petitioning to get it removed from the movie. Sure. Because they're just firefighters doing their job. It's a horror movie, guys. Chill yeah. out. Questions. We have some good questions this week. Oh god, I haven't prepared for these at all. Right. Well, while you prepare and have a look, uh, I'll say we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Uh, other Pod Syndicate podcasts include Chindrefer's Punter, The Rewatch Project, His Film Her Movie, uh, Entertainment Landfill, uh, and the Iron Sequel. Uh, we also have a Patreon where we're covering the Hellraiser movies. Uh, at the moment um, well Ian's covering them all and we're watching some occasionally uh, <laughs> and um, yes so that is um, called uh, Jesus fucking wept uh, our our descent into hell 
Uh, so you can get that. $2 uh, a, a month, I believe, is still the price. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, I'm good, I'm right. I, I, I had a shot that I said that I thought, am I saying this every other week and it's just fucking not true? And he was <laughs> just going, I don't think it is, you know. Uh, but yeah, so go ahead over there. Um, there's also other bits of coverage that we, we, we have there, extended version of the show, etc. and bits like that. Um, so yes, questions, 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 questions. Um, Andrew Jones with an absolute banger of a fucking question. Uh, honestly, when I saw this, I was like, that's a fucking great question. Uh, Andrew Jones, friend of the show, uh, says, uh, what movie houses would you want to move into? Um, okay, so as long as the characters aren't around. Are you saying the people in the stairs? No, Stu's house from Scream. Ooh, that's a good shout, yeah. That's a really good shout, that, actually, yeah. I'm going to be a real basic bitch and say the Armitable house. What, as an actual house? Yeah, it's a good house. That window is a nice window. It's a window. nice window. It's a good window. That's it. It's got, a, it's got a boat thing. A great fucking house that you can... Yeah, brilliant, fantastic. It's got a good basement, nice big basement. Yeah, that's possessed. Oh. So, I just make friends with, with it. I mean, or actually, no, I'm going to scrub that because it's kind of seems like it's in the middle of nowhere. That'd be terrifying. Lewin Davis's apartment, because then I'll live in wintry New York and I'll just be happy for the rest of my life. Are we talking general houses or are we talking there's, horror movie houses? General houses, because I, I haven't done mine yet and I think there's a right answer to this. Go on. Oh, shit. Or oh, Clark Griswold. I genuinely think. Oh. Nope, not quite. This is a real answer to this. It, it's the house from Home Alone. No. I do. A McMansion? Absolutely not. I, 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 Never in my life yeah. would I live in one of those, no. It costs a shitload to fucking maintain that place, mind, bud. Oh, yeah. the house in Paddington. Oh, fuck off. Big oh, fuck. That's a good answer, though. Story in London. Not. Yeah. It's a terrible house in Paddington. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, oh, oh. I have a lot to throw out there. Jason Statham's house in the mechanic. Uh, sorry, dude, I don't remember that. It's a fucking tight house. It's like a fucking bayou. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's more modern. He's got a fucking wicked fucking sound system in there. Nice. Proper. It's a fucking. It's an expensive looking vinyl setup he's got going on there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm down with that. Stellan Skarsgård's in. Um, Go Dragon Tattoo. It's a fucking tight modern sleek house there. That is a nice house. It is That's a nice a house. Choice. Yeah. I'll tell you what else is nice. Um, the lakeside house in Funny Games. Ooh, that's a good show. But again, you don't want any of those characters around. No, you don't want any of the characters around. God, no. I don't think you get all of them. What? Fucking, yeah, you, 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 if you get to that late side house and you turn around and you go, oh, fucking hell, Michael Pitts here. We're off back. We're off back. Let's go back to fucking New York. Fuck the Hamptons. Pitts around. Because he could literally just be doing that because he ain't doing much else. Oh, bless him. I mean, apparently it's because he's a prick. Uh, he's talented though, isn't he? Yes. Um, Paddington House. I'm sorry. No, I'm it's not that. God, no. God no. Oh, the house in Peter Pan. Oh, 
Oh, all these basically, horrible townhouses. Yeah, basically the townhouse in London. Oh, yeah. yeah. grim. I'd fucking love to live in London. I'd love to live in a fucking townhouse. What do you want to live in? Some shitty apartment? No. No? Yeah, you would. You'd want a fucking loft apartment, wouldn't you? Like in the loft. Oh my god, what? The yeah, fucking what loft. <laughs> but I would want all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, let's move on. Shit, that is the that's the perfect answer. That's that's the mark answer, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it just? Yeah, just me watching. What are you doing, guys? What What are you doing here? Is that a dead girl? Yeah. Fucking hell, let's do some shit. What's going on here? Oh, God. Are you Carl Urban? Terrible. You are terrible. You're just a person. Rick Kidd. Thanks. <laughs> Rick J. Kidd. Uh, with reports that Bloomhouse are going to do a sequel for The Exorcist, much like they have with Halloween, what route would you like to see Bloomhouse go with their future strategy? And if they are to continue with re-invention uh, slash sequels to existing franchises, which ones? What would I like them to so, do their future strategy? Yes. Stop making shit sequels to shit. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right, so... It's an interesting one, this, isn't it? Because yes. I, I think I almost want to split out Jason Blum and Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. So, like, Blum uh, was nominated for an Oscar, um, I want to say, two years in a row um, for Whiplash and Black Klansman, or at least um, two in in three years. years, Um, And I would like to see Blum turn his attention to things that maybe aren't necessarily horror, because... Blumhouse, they've they've got an interesting mix of people. Like um, he used to write for a bloody disgusting. Um, Ryan Turek, oh, yeah. um, produces a lot of the the Blumhouse stuff now, and it kind of it almost feels like you know leave them to do what the, what they're doing, and the the the, the mix of reactivating past franchises like the uh, the paranormal activity sequel is due in the next couple of weeks at least on paramount plus in the u.s the the new one that's directed by the guy directed underwater so you know i want to see them continue doing that and you know it? not it's all of it underwater what's yeah he, yeah yeah what's he called something william eubank eubank well, no, i thought it was william eubank yeah that's really interesting and it was out isn't right? it though yeah that's because because fucking underwater is a great movie yeah, we'll um we'll we'll get to paranormal activity next of kin in the next couple of weeks. I think I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, but th- th- that's the thing. I mean, like it, it, it's Blumhouse doing that thing where, you know, not all of it sticks. Like the Craft Legacy. I mean, fair play to Jason Blum. He actually did an interview for the Film Stories podcast in support of the Craft Legacy. So he is putting himself out there for stuff that surely he knows is not that good. Um, but uh, you know. It, it, they're also doing the Welcome to the Blumhouse like original movies for Amazon. You know, there's a series of them that have gone up in the last week or so. So they've they've got an awful lot of things going on at the moment, and you know, not all of them stick, but the ones that do stick make a lot of money to cover the ones that don't. You know, and it, I I think that model is cool. I want to see Jason Blum become like a Hollywood powerhouse in like other genres as well. 
Um, and whether that means Blumhouse like expands out or whether he forms another label, I don't know. But um, in a way, I suppose it's keep on keeping on because it's fucking working. Um, I mean, I'm looking at my Jason Blum Funko right now. You know, like I, I, I respect the living shit out of that dude. You know, like he, his whole model—it's yeah. He this, but this is the thing, isn't it, Mark? It's like he's a force for good, but he's also a fucking businessman. Mm. But he's a businessman who has that force for good kind of mentality within him, and that's that's the Venn diagram that you want. So for me, keep on keeping on. You know, not all of it is going to stick, but at the same time, the guy isn't just. Michael Bay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do Platinum Dunes and do a bunch of fucking remakes and then somehow hit it big with a quiet place. Um, he is. I know a lot of this stuff isn't gonna fucking stick, but if you make this shit for a low enough budget, I'll give you the creative control to sink or swim. Yep. You know, and yeah. So like I say, I just like I I I feel like. If I was to ever go into like film studies and write a dissertation again, it would be on Jason Blum. I, I, I think we've, we've we've said it for for a number of years, haven't we? If, you know, if if we could have one, if we could get one fucking interview yep. for for film bastards, <laughs> yeah. where we could yep. have an hour with somebody, I think I think if we were to write a top three. And go, and yet, if we were to say you, you can't include people like the, the Pantheon ones uh, for that, but even if you could include the Pantheon ones, I would say Jason Bloom would be in all of our three lists. Yeah. It, there. It, in, in the life of bastards, I think he is the single most important film person yeah. in the life of this podcast. Yeah. I think um, in terms of for the the question of, of, of how you're saying that, it, I think it would be interesting if he literally went right, let you say it, and went, I'm still going to do all of the the horror stuff, uh, yeah, the, the the genre picks, but I'm also going to start doing this, this, and this um, for that. But there's almost an element of, of of does he does he need to? But then. There is an element of um, the. Uh, there also is an element of the fact that uh, you've got the Bloomhouse as it's got bigger has become more synonymous with uh, with it just being horror pictures. That there's an element of could you know could whiplash happen again and things like that. There's an element that that that, that, that they might they might not be able to do that. Um, going forward, so yeah, it would be really interesting to see how he deals with with that in terms of for pure horror. Uh, I'd like him to take a dip into the uh, you know he he's done eight seventies and a little bit eighties horror. I'd like him to take a dip into the nineties horror stuff. I think that, that you know we've got a new screen film coming out, but fuck it, why not have another you know low budget fucking urban legend movie or another I know what you did last summer kind of thing 
um, and throw those out there um, into, into that kind of vibe uh, for, for ticking over. But I think with Joseph Blair, I think that, that a Bloom House, it's they they do so much in terms of for content that it, it's it's just interesting, you know. When you see that logo crop up, you're there going, "Oh, all right, fucking hell, fair enough. We're in fucking good hands here." Um, but yeah, it's such a an interesting character, and he he speaks. If he released a fucking podcast, which was just him going, "Here's a podcast. Here's ten episodes of a podcast. And it's just me talking about horror movies that I like." It would be a right. I cannot fucking wait to listen to that. Yeah, quite, quite. I mean, I, yeah, he I, I, I just interesting fucking dude, and it, you know, Insidious Five. Yeah, that Patrick Wilson direct one. Yep. You know, I'll give you a set amount of money. You go do you. You know, and it, it's like he's he's made people's careers. Yeah, you know, he, and it, he's, it, it, he's yeah. modern day no. Roger Corman. Do you know, actually, I think he's been nominated three times. I think it was Whiplash, and then he was nominated for Black Klansman and Get Out, Get Out yeah. two in two years. Yeah. And it, it, so, yeah, actually, I'm going to look this up. Carry on. Yeah, well, um, Whiplash was... I'm trying to think where Whiplash was. Cause Get Out was uh, 2017. Um, and Whiplash... Black Klansman was 2018. 2018. And where's Whiplash in this? 15? Is it 15? Or is it 16? I think that was 16. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's, he's, he's proper... Yeah. He's proper Roger Corman of, the, of his generation. Yeah, no, here Giving we go. These guys Wh- a chance. Wh- but with a, but he with was a hit rate of actual movies. He is a three-time Oscar nominee yep. for Best Motion Picture of the Year. It Whiplash, Get Out, and Black Klansman. Like that. That that's the thing. I mean, he he is synonymous with modern horror, but he is also a three-time Best Picture nominee in that time. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, like, if you go through, never the Twain have met. You know, yeah, some of the people he's worked with. You know, Joe Carter. He's worked with um, Rob Cohen. He's worked with uh, Ian Softley. He's worked with. I mean, there's just some greatest hits: M Night Shyamalan, uh, Mike Flanagan, Jordan Peele. Uh, Mike Flanagan and Jordan Peele gave them, you know, gave them their starts effectively. Um, Lee Winnell, first movie he directed was a um, was, was was one of his. You know, you've also got people, you know, kicking in there. Barry Levinson. Stop Derrickson, you know, helps you know kickstart, re-kickstart his career. Um, Ty West's in there, Spike Lee. Um, he's got a BJ Novak movie coming out in the next um, in the next sort of year or so, I think. Um, from there, and Rob Zombie, fucking uh, James Wan, you've done a lot with that. Um, you know, he was a producer on one of the early No Bam Bam movies. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a very fucking interesting career. Fucking hell, he's doing one with 
he's doing the latest Darren Aronofsky movie. The latest Richard Linklater movie. He's producing both of those. So, I mean, that, 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 that's it, you know. He just, he is more than horror, but at the same time, it never seems like he nece- necessarily wants to be seen as more than horror. Yeah, that's it. He, he, he's existing in a very much a, a tidy place. Yeah. Fucking um, interesting dude. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, uh, what are we covering next week, Ian? So, we have got Dune. Oh, fucking hell. Do you know what? I literally, as I said that, I literally thought, genuinely, what are we covering next week, Ian? Uh, but yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, yeah, I, like, I'm going to see it tomorrow. I'm fucking pumped. I'm fucking ready. Yeah, I think yeah. we're. I'm, 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 I think we're seeing it. I'm not sure if we've got we've got a thing of where we've got a wedding. Uh, we want to go and see it on the IMAX, you see. So we have to go to York to see it, but it's also three hours long. And we've got a uh, we've got a wedding uh, on Sunday, so we're going to that. So that's it. Not Sunday out. So we will be. But we will be seeing it. I think we're seeing it on Monday, I believe. At the IMAX. I, it, it just. I now know enough people personally who have seen Dune who are like, yeah, it's that good. So, yeah, here we go. Um, we've also got Wes Anderson's latest, The French Dispatch. Yep. Uh, fucking pumped. Um, cannot wait to fucking see what you two make of that. Um, well, I mean, I mean, Bex is a... It, it, the thing is, Bex is a, is a Wes Anderson fan. Uh, and I'm not, but... And as I have said this to you, Ian, I, I really want to see the French Dispatch because I want I, I genuinely want to like what yep. happens to me. Absolutely. Um we'll also talk to Tan. Um yep. and we will retro review the haunting. And um, Pete's Dragon. <laughs> and Pete's Dragon. And we've got a couple of Hellraiser films for the Patreon. So holy fucking shit. That kind of feels like that's my entire film week booked out. Yep. Yep, very similar. <laughs> um, oh, actually, to be fair, I've already seen Titan, so I don't know. Maybe I'll have a little bit of space. Oh, I'm going to go see The Boss Baby 2 with... Uh, oh, shit, yeah, I'm going to go see The Boss Baby 2 at the weekend. Are you? I, yeah. I, my brain seems to think that, that already had already been out. Um, So it came out in the US, like, in July. That's um, been why. But it comes, it that- comes out over here. Is that why when I walked by your sushi earlier today in, in, in York, the Boss Baby 2 was plastered all over the window? That'll be it. <laughs> that, that is a little bit mental, the fact that the Boss Baby 2's official food partner is your sushi. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll try and report back as to whether there are any sushi-related antics in the Boss Baby 2. Um, I, I'm ready for more questions. Yeah, have you ever uh, answered the questions from the first? I, no, and I, I believe there will be more questions after the second. <laughs> There'll be less answers, just more questions. Yeah, I actually forgot about the Boss Baby too. I need to get ready for that. Are you going to rewatch the Boss Baby? Uh, or do you need to rewatch the Boss Baby? Who's to say? I, I, I have heard the Boss Baby in the back of the car enough times to know the boss baby then then you, 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 you're good to go you're good to go yeah yeah so there we are so that's it so, so yeah so a, a fairly packed week next week 
mm-hmm. right well we thank you very much for listening guys uh, thanks very much for joining Rebecca oh, thanks for hosting and thanks very much for joining me Ian muchas gracias and we shall speak to you next week guys goodbye bye 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 This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.